0: July 18th, 2022. We're continuing where we left off last time at the very onset, the beginning of the Gemara. If you recall the Mishnah described to us, Me'imatai Korina Be'arvin. That was the first line in the Mishnah, the first question in the Mishnah. When is it that it's appropriate, that it's permitted to say Kiriyat Shema during the evening? Says the Gemara, Tana, the author of our Mishnah, Hecha Ka'e, what, where is he standing? We'll explain those words in a moment. The katane, that it says, quote-unquote, me'ematai, question mark. Notice so the question of the Gemara is, you started the masechet with a question of, from when do you read kiriyachema Who said there's a mitzvah kiryachema? You gave me no background information, which in some way would lead into a question of when. I can only ask a question of when, when I know what. And as a result, the question of the Gemara is, What are we basing ourselves on? What are we dependent upon in asking that question? Vitu, Vitu in Aramaic means and furthermore, and more. Why is it that our Mishnah begins with Arbit, meaning the evening Kiryat Shema? Why doesn't it instead start with Shahrit, the morning Kiryat In truth, the Mishnah later on in Davtet will detail the Mitzvah of in the morning and tell us the beginning time in the morning and the end time in the morning. Why is it that that's not the first Mishnah and instead our first Mishnah is with regards to Arbit? So it's a twofold question here in the Gemara. Number one, what are we basing ourselves on to ask such, such a question of, Me'ematai, from when is shema as if we know about shema And secondly, why start with Arbit? Why not start with that Mishnah of Daftet with shema of Shahrit? Answers the Gemara, Tana Akera Ka'e. Tana means the author of our Mishnah again, Akera, on a Pasuk Ka'e, it's standing. Meaning our Mishnah is basing itself on a Pasuk. It the significance more than anything else of this question and answer in the Gemara is at the very onset of Talmud Bavli of Gemara we are making clear Mishnayot are an interpretation to Pesukim which means to say the Mishnah does not need to start with a statement of you must say kiriyat Shema every evening and morning that's taken for granted our assumption is you know Torah Shebikhtav once you have Torah Bihtav, now we're gonna interpret it with our Mishnayot, the Torah Balpeh. So that's the first statement. Tana a-kera Ka'e. Our Mishnah, and by extension, all Mishnayot, a-kera Ka'e. They're basing themselves, they're standing on the shoulders of Pesukim. Which Pasuk are you basing yourself on? Dihtiv Beshohbecha Uvkumecha. Pasuk says in Shema, that which we say every day twice at least. kumecha when you sleep, when you lie down rather, up and when you stand up. and this is what our Mishnah is therefore stating for us. Zeman emat the time of when you lie down, meaning evening, when is that? from the time that the Kohanim would be permitted to eat their terumah meaning Seta so the Gemara has effectively answered both questions with this statement. The Gemara says number one, we're basing ourselves on a Pasuk. What's the Pasuk? Bishoch Becha Kumecha. And furthermore, if you read the Pasuk carefully, the Pasuk first mentions Bishoch Becha during the evening when you're lying down and only then mentions Ub Kumecha in the morning. It's for that reason that our Mishnah begins with Kiriyachimav Arbit and only then goes on to Kiriyachimav of Shahrit, of the morning. You see in this context there's another important point, Pene Yehoshua and others point this out that our Gemara is explaining and taking sides on a matter. So the Gemara later on, Dafkaf Aleph, has, deba- has a debate about these Pesukim in Kiryat ve'ahavta and then it says, Ve'hayu had Ha'Ele hayom had Ha'Ele is a reference to what? Clearly our Gemara is assuming it's a reference to Kiryat there's another opinion in the Gemara and that it's a reference to, to- Talmud Torah. Ayuah Devarim is a reference to Talmud Torah, that you should be talking about, and so forth. According to that second opinion, Kiriyachima is only a mitzvah med it's only rabbinic in nature, and Talmud Torah would be on the Biblical level. Our Gemara is clearly assuming, and the Gemara is stating t- that to us at the onset, that that pasuk is to be interpreted like the other opinion, that Kiryat Shema is a mitzvah min ha-Torah and that's what's referred to in the Pasuk B'Shoch Becha Kumecha. Effectively though, the Gemara has given us one answer and that answer is that the reason our Mishnah starts with Arbeit the reason our Mishnah assumes that we're talking about Kiryat Shema is because the Torah tells us Beshoch Kumecha Continues the Gemara, Ve'i Ba'it Ema V'i and if, Ba'it, if you want, Ema, you can say Any time the Gemara uses those words, it's referring to a second answer. Ve'i Ba'it Ema And if you want, you can say Yalif Mibariyato Shel Olam Our Mishnah, and it might be specifically answering the second question, not the first one, Meaning, why are we starting from Arbit instead of Shahrit at the onset of the Masechet? We're learning it from B'riyato she'el Olam, from the construction, creation of the world. Dikhtiv. after all, the Pasuk says, Vahi Erev, V'hi Boker, Yom Echad. The Pasuk refers to creation as the end of each one of the days. Vahi Erev first mentions the evening, and on, only then Boker, it seems to be demonstrating and making clear to us, we in Judaism mention and understand the day as beginning with the evening. Uh, That's the end of, for all intents and purposes, the Sukhya, the Gemara has one last question. The question might be asked though, why would you have thought to start from the morning? What made us so certain that morning is the more appropriate way? I, I, I know in contemporary society we start, in the world, we start morning as the beginning of the day. Who said? You have something that is an outside assumption, what we call an a priori assumption. Who said? That morning is the beginning of a day. That you need to bring a proof. That evening is the beginning of a day. Tosafot, for example, points out four lines down in the wide lines. Litne de shaharit says Tosafot betamid shel boker tehillah. Tosafot says internally in the Torah you would have turned to tamid. Of course, every day we had tamid shel shahar, tamid shel benharbaim. You had two sacrifices which were brought by the Kohanim for all of Am Israel, they were referred to as the Tamit. The Tefillah, according to one opinion, was paralleled and built as a result of we used to bring these sacrifices in the Mikdash. As a result, we therefore today and even then have prayer as well. Therefore, if I'm going to model my prayer, my Kiryat Shema, my general involvement in this world after Tamid, after the sacrifices in the mikdash, it should, would therefore stand to reason that we start with mourning. The Torah mentions mourning first. It's for that reason that the, the Gemara's two answers are either for this we go to Biriyatoshe Olam, or alternatively we turn to the Pasuk internally by Kiriyat Shema. Says the Gemara Ihachif, this is so, Sefa, the end. Now this is not the end of our Mishnah, this is the Mishnah later on in Dafiod Aleph. Even the fourth Mishnah, Masech Berachot, but it means later on. Generally speaking, when the Gemara mentions that word Sefa, it means the end, like Mirashon Sof, it means the end of this Mishnah, but it means the end of our conversations, or later in our conversation about Kiryat Shema. The Mishnah says the following, the Ketaneh, Bashachan Mivarech Sheetayim Lepaneha, Veachat L'achareha, U mevarach Mivarech Sheetayim Lepaneha, Veuchatayim L'achareha. First, let's understand the words of the Mishnah. And then the question of the Gemara. Again, the Mishnah there on Daf Yod Aleph makes the following statement. There it's no longer talking about the mitzvah of Shema, per se, it's talking about the Berachot which surround Shema. In the Shahar, in the morning, that's Shahrit. We mention we have two berachot beforehand. We have Yoser Or, and then we have Ahavat Olam. The two berachot before Kiryat Shema, and then we have a beracha afterwards. Emet veAsiv, Gal Yisrael. That's the beracha one afterwards. In the evening, two before and two afterwards. Says the Mishnah. What are the two before? Asher Varoma Ari vaRavim, and then Ahavat Olam, and then one after, two afterwards. Emet Muna and Hashkivenu. Okay, well, that much is in terms of pishat of the words of that Mishnah. What's the question of our Gemara? Ask the Gemara, litne de arvit beresha. Why doesn't that Mishnah as well start with ba'erev? In the evening, you say two berachot before two berachot after Why is it that that Mishnah starts with in the morning you have two before and one afterwards? If you're telling me based on either one of your two answers, it would appear. We're going to go based on the Pesukim in the Torah starting with evening and only then talking about morning. So then how come in that Mishnah we started with morning and only then talked about evening? Tosafot does point out this question really only stands according to the second answer in the Gemara. Remember, there were two answers in the Gemara. First answer of the Gemara was we're basing ourselves on Kiryat Shema, the Pasuk says, Bishok Bechav Kumecha. Second answer was, we're learning from Beriyat HaOlam, Vahi Ere Vahi According to the second answer of the Gemara, we understand this question. This question makes a lot of sense. If everything should be, unless it's Tamid, where the Torah explicitly says otherwise, should be based on Beriyat Olam, the creation of the world, where evening, nighttime comes before day, so then it should be that way by Birkot Kiryat Shema. However, explains Tosafot, according to the first answer of the Gemara, that the pasuk that we're learning this from is bishuch bechav kumecha. That's a pasuk specifically and only about Kiryat Shema. So Kiryat Shema will will go evening and then morning. The berachot of Kiryat Shema, it might might be appropriate in that context to talk about morning and only then evening. Anyway, that's the question of the Gemara. Answers the Gemara Tanah, author of our Mishnayot, patach beadbit. It opens with Albit. We explain the reason. Either B'shoch, Bechav, Kumecha. Vehadar means, an afterwards, Taneh, b'shacharit. And then on D'Aftet, we have the Mishnah which tells us of shema in the morning, its times. Adikae And once the author of our Mishnah is talking about morning, shema of the morning, led the Shahrit. It then goes and explains to me the matters of the morning. Vehadar, and then it'll go back, Parishmi de Darvit, and explain the initial statement of Kiryat of the evening. Uh, Just to give you you a simple explanation, I'm talking about our table. We have a cup and we have a bottle over here. So I say there's a cup and there's a bottle on the table. This bottle has a green wrapper. That cup has orange juice in it. Rabbi it's confusing. Why do you first talk about the cup, then the bottle, then the bottle, then the cup? Which one comes first? The answer is, this is the way I talk. I first mention something, then I mention the next thing. Once I'm talking about that second thing, the bottle with the green wrapper, I fill that out, I flesh out the details with regards to that, and then I'll return to my first statement. Fundamentally, the way I opened the whole conversation, that's what's going to be most significant about significant with regards to order. Once I'm talking about it, I can now finish the conversation about the second item and come back to the first one. That's the answer of our Gemara. It's a technical methodology of the Mishnah with regards to its presentation of these Halachot. Tosafot parenthetically points out that the Mishnah that we referenced here in the Gemara with regards to those Berachot of Kiryat Shema says that in Arbit you have two before Berachot and two afterwards. Tosafot questions briefly, and I'll mention it to you, as today Ashkenazim have a third seeming Beracha. It's Yir'u Enenu, it starts with the words Baruch Hashem, uh, it's, it's a reference after Hashkivenu to praise of God. So Tosafot questions why the Mishnah over there doesn't refer to that third Beracha. Now you might raise your eyebrows because you've maybe never said it, you maybe even never prayed in an Ashkenazic Minyan. Aleno I hope you would. but uh, just for exposure to other ways. Um, however, Ashkenazim until today, specifically outside of Israel, by and large say this this Yidu Enenu. And historically many Jews did it. Svaradi Jews, Harambam mentions it, and his son attests to the fact that he would say this beracha. seems to be over time after the expulsion from Spain, many Sephardi uh, Jews stop saying this beracha. What is that beracha? And in turn, what's the question of tosafot? That beracha was nitkan. It comes about after the time of the Gemara. You'll find no reference to it in the Gemara. That's why the Mishnah says there's only two berachot afterwards. But there was, during the time of either the ge'onim of the, or the saboraim, which preceded them, a takana. For some reason, they added an extra beracha to Birkot keryat This yiru enenu. What was its nature? Uh, There's two ways of, or several ways, Tosafot suggests the reason for that prayer was just so that there wouldn't be a danger to people who came to synagogue. You came to Knis, it was outside of the city, it could be dangerous in walking back alone, Much like on Friday night, we have berachah me'achat me'en sheva, so too on a daily basis according to Tosafot, the saboraim, or the ge'onim, established an extra prayer so that if you came late to Knis, we held everyone up a little bit longer. Says Tosafot, today, this is their speaking, today we don't necessarily do that, our synagogues are in the city, which is a fascinating statement, because we kept berachah me'en sheva on Friday night, and Sfaradim and even Tosafot attest to the fact that maybe they didn't keep this Beracha Yiru Alternatively, the reason for this Beracha, Rashba, and many who preceded him suggest, is it was, so to speak, a, an abridged version of Amida. It was less about walking back alone, it was more about being too much time in the synagogue. There was a fear during the we need to get back home. As a result, what would took place take place the way Rashba writes? This is everyone. It's a fascinating, crazy thought. You'd say you'd do the barachot, and then you'd quickly do this Yiru skip Amida, and then go home. You'd go home, says Rashba. That's where you do your full Amida. Either way you slice it, this Yiru Enenu, as uh, I mentioned earlier, Sfaradim don't say today. Tosafot in dealing with this, why does the Mishnah not mention it? Again, I'm explaining to you their answer, I'm fleshing it out and uh, uh, expanding it a bit, it's that this Beracha was not from the time of the Mishnah, although not from the time of the Mishnah and from some time afterwards, nonetheless, it was widely accepted for a long time. There was questions about whether it should be continued. It's maybe a break between Geulah li'Tvila. There was a question about maybe it could be connected to Hashgivenu. All important conversations which we can perhaps will have on Daf Dalid as we go ahead in our Masichet. But it's worth mentioning now because Tosafot already raised it in this context. Okay, continues the Gemara with regards to its analysis of our Mishnah. as the Gemara Michde. Is a hard word to translate, but the best translation I have for it is let's analyze, let's pay attention to what we're talking about. Kohanim, emat ka'achle teruma, question mark. The kohanim, from what time, emat, like me'ematai in our Mishnah, ka'achle, do they eat teruma? What's the time during which, at which, kohanim are permitted to eat teruma? What do you mean? Kohen can eat terumah whenever they like. We're talking about a Kohen who was nitma, who's contaminated ritually, and as a result needs to purify himself. How would he do so? As we mentioned, he would go to the mikveh. At what juncture, at what point, after going to the mikveh, is he permitted to eat his terumah? We mentioned this when we learned the Mishnah. Misha seta The answer is from the time of after sunset, what we call seta kochavim, nightfall. Says the Gemara very simply. Why didn't the Mishnah quite simply just answer, explain, and state the time for Kiriyat Shema is from Setakochavim? If you look at the first two lines of our Mishnah, the answer should be Setakochavim. Khadas. Instead, our Mishnah says, It's almost as if it's begging a puzzle decoder. It's looking for you to figure something. For what reason? Speak clearly. Why are you speaking in codes? Answers the Kemara milta agav urhe Kamashma'lan. Milta means a matter, a thing. Agav literally means on the back of. Uh, we, you know. Gav means a back, a is al, on the back of. What we would say today is, uh, by the way. So milta, agav urhe means its way, so by the way. Kamash it's teaching us. Our Mishnah is teaching us an additional law. In other words, if you're an expert teacher, of which I only aspire to be, Uh, you're a person who knows how to not only teach the lesson and material at hand but while teaching it in clever and creative ways injecting all sorts of other information hashkafot if you go to halakha class and all you get is halakha perhaps that's a failure of the halakha teacher they need to be able to teach not only halakha of Kiddush but while they're teaching it they taught you Hilchot Arbit as well and while they taught you that they gave you a hashkafah about Bitahon and emunah and as they did that they injected pesukim in the Torah that's milta'agav urcheh by teaching one item and we do this hopefully with our children all the time we don't just teach what's at hand we're able to expand and explain other things so as the Gemara milta'agav kamash Mishnah is teaching us a matter by the way kohanim when is it that kohanim begin to eat their terumah? <mish'at seto kohavim> and here is the additional chidush of our mishnah, period. The chidush of our mishnah goes as follows. Our mishnah tells us that the kohanim would be permitted to eat their terumah from setah What would you have thought otherwise? They went to the mikveh. You wait until the evening. You maybe would have thought... In one or two circumstances, for example, if the Kohen was a Misora, if the Kohen was what's called a Zav, if they had a specific contamination, which necessitates not only going to the Mikveh, but also bringing a Korban. Maybe they need to wait until they bring the korban, which would be the next day. Do you follow? In other words, here's the kohen. He was tameh. He went to the mikveh. Maybe the only time the kohen could eat the tirumah is the next morning for breakfast after he brought his korban. Maybe for lunch. Instead, the hidushas, once he went to the mikveh, at night, even though he has hovering above him, he is still lingering in the background. He's got to bring a korban the next day. He's already allowed to eat tirumah. That's that kapara the kapara, the atonement of the sacrifice of the korban, lame'akeva, it doesn't hold him up. That's the chidush of our mishnah then. So it means our mishnah doesn't just teach us about the times of kiriyat shema, it furthermore instructs us about the times of the kohanim. That's the chidush of the gemara. says so the gemara, in truth we have a beraita which directly accords with this Tanya, as the beraita uh, stated. Of course in Aramaic the taf and the shin are very often interchangeable. So it's Shanya. As we taught, as we learned in a mishnah, in a, in a beraita, what does the beraita say? It cites a pasuk from Sefer Vaikra, Uba Hashemesh v'Taher ve'Ahar Yochal mina Kodashim Kilachmahun. Pasuk says, "And the sun will come." Where's the sun coming to? V'Taher, and it or he will be purified, and only then can he eat from his teruma. What does it mean the sun will come? Explains the Gemara, explains the Beraita. Be at Shimsho the coming of the sun, meaning the return, when it comes back home, quote-unquote, when the sun leaves the sky, it's that, and specifically, and only that, which holds him up from eating the teruma Until the sun is gone, he can't eat teruma. Once the sun is gone, and a little bit afterwards, when it's fully gone, quote-unquote, when we got to set then he's allowed to eat bitrumah. But his kapara, meaning the korban, which he still potentially needs to bring will not hold him up from eating tirumah, which means to say this second segment of our Gemara taught us the following. Number one, it questioned why does the Mishnah Nidu, in this funny fashion, roundabout way, teach us the time, the final time of Kiriachimah Shema as Seet Instead of just quote stating Seet HaKochavim, it says, Misha'ashah HaKochanim Nechnasim LaEchol B'Terumatam as the first time for Kiriachimah, Shema. Answers the Gemara taught us another Hidush. What would I have thought instead about the Kohanim? I would have thought they can only eat in the morning, meaning when they bring the Korban. They wouldn't be permitted at the evening time, at nightfall. That's the Hidush here of our Mishnah, in its reading of the Pasuk in the Torah, as the Beraita makes clear. Says the Gemara, okay, I got it. You explained to me several important things already. You explained to me why the evening is mentioned first. You explained to me why the Mishnah by Berkot Kiriachmah is different. You explained to me the time, beginning time for Kohanim. But now that we're on this last Pasuk with regards to the time for the Kohanim, when they can begin to eat the Terumah, which is parallel to the first time of Kiriyachimah in the evening. Um, that Pasuk, can we go back and read that Pasuk again? Mimai, umimai, dehai, and how is it that this, hai means this, quote unquote, the Pasuk in the Torah, uba ha-shemesh, right? The Pasuk said, and the sun comes. How do you know that's a reference to biata ha it's a reference to the sun coming in, meaning leaving the sky, Vehai, and this Pasuk furthermore, which states Vitaher, and it, or he, becomes pure. Taher Yoma is a reference to the day finishing or becoming purified and cleaned. What do we mean by that? It means the Gemara is reading this Pasuk in a very important way. The Pasuk says Uba HaShemesh It's not true that he becomes tahor, per se, when the sun goes in. Because if he still needs to bring a korban, he's not actually tahor. He might be able to eat terumah, but he's not actually fully tahor. He hasn't finished his tahara process. And So the Gemara says it must be that when we read this Pasuku, Bahashemish, it's a reference to the sun going in, meaning nighttime has arrived. Vit tahir is furthermore a reference to the day. The day is gone. You have a clean slate, the day is over. Tahir meaning cleansed, it's finished. Who said that's the proper way of reading this Pasuk? The suggestion will be if it's about the human, it's coming up right now, then it would be a reference to the next morning. The human only actually becomes Tahor in the next morning, right? And the evening, the human, if he hasn't brought his Korban yet, he's not actually Tahor. So says the Gemara Umimai, and how is it that this Pasuk is only to be read in the way and fashion that you just suggested? That Uba Hashemish is a reference to the sun going in and vitahir is a reference to the day, quote-unquote, finishing and cleansing itself, dilma at the top of the next page, dilma milashon, dilemma, maybe, bi'at orohu, u'may vitahir, tahir gavra. We're explaining based on Rashi as opposed to the alternative reading of Tosafot. Perhaps when the pasuk says, uba Hashemesh, it's the regular interpretation. What is it? Here comes the sun. Here comes the sun in the song is a reference not to the sun going in, but the sun coming out. He, the sun is coming out. That's how you refer to it. You don't say the sun is coming in, generally speaking. So instead says the Gemara, why don't we read the Pasuk as Uba means in the morning. Vitahir is a reference to the human being. In which case, the only time during which you're allowed to eat the tiruma, again, we're not in a conversation about Kiryat any longer, is Good morning. tilma maybe again, biat orohu, umay And what does it mean when the Pasuk says, and it becomes tahor, tahed gavra? The human being becomes tahor. Amar rabba b'ravshila, rabba says grammatically, it wouldn't read properly in a clean way, the way you suggested now. Imken, if it were referring that last word vitahir to the human being, lemakera v'yitar, the pasuk should say, and he becomes, or rather, and he purifies himself, meaning he brings a korban, meaning he finishes his purity. Instead, it's a word which is passive, Vitahir means it just happens. What just happens? He didn't just become tahor. He became tahor because he went to the mikveh, and then he brought a sacrifice. Im ken, kera, if that were so, lema it should say, kera the pasuk, quote-unquote, v'yitar, kama. Mai, what is it? Instead, that the pasuk means when it says, v'tahir, question mark, answers the gemara, tahir, it's a reference to the day quote unquote becoming purified which means it's a reference to the evening time when the sun came in and the day went away kid amre in says the gemara in fact this is a matter which the people talk about there's a reference there's an expression amongst the people and it goes like this earev shimsha veadke yoma the Shemesh, the sun, i'arev, became mixed or went away. Idkeh, in Aramaic, dache is the way you translate purity. If you ever learn unkulus ala Torah, he translates the word tahor as dache. So as a result, idkeh yoma, the day becomes purified. People will sometimes say, explains the Gemara, at the end of the day, or they're telling a story or explaining what happened, they said, and then... The day went out, or the, rather the sun went out, and the day was purified. And it's almost a poetic way of referring to nighttime. As a result, suggests our Gemara when the Pasuk says, Uba it's a reference to the nightfall, and in turn, that's the first time that Kiryat shema, excuse me, that the Kohanim could eat from their Terumah. Concludes the Gemara this entire conversation with Bema'arava. Ma'arav means in the west the west of Bavel, in the eyes of the rabbis, there's only one place to the west of Bavel. Just like to us in America, there's only one place to the east of us. What's the one, certainly in New York, there's only one place to the east of us. It's ocean and then only Eretz Yisrael. Don't talk about Europe or Africa, it's Eretz Yisrael. As a result, when the Gemara refers to Ma'arava, it's a reference to an Eretz Yisrael, whereas we're learning Talmud Bavli, out in Eris Yisrael, led by Rabbi Yohanan at the end, they would explain as follows. Same conclusion, but different mechanism and direction in getting there. Had the baravshila la that statement which we concluded just now with, and that was Raba Barav Shilah, who read the pasuk and explained to us, had the pasuk been referring to the, the, the human being it would have said v'yitar, the fact that the pasuk says v'tahir, it's clearly talking about the day, right? They didn't hear that interpretation. They didn't have that diyuk in the pasuk. Instead, they came to a conclusion in the following uh, way. U and as a result, they asked a question, ba'ya is a question. They had a question. Hi, that which it says in the Pasuk quote unquote Shohu The same question our Gemara asked, is the Pasuk referring to the end of the day which is purified, or the beginning of the day when the human being is purified? Vehadar and afterwards Peshtula lachon Peshat, they explained it, they they settled the matter, They looked at a Beraita. A beraita, of course, being the source of information from the time of the Mishnah, uh, written by rabbis from that time period. What did that beraitah say? And here are the words of the beraita which settled this matter. Settled which matter? Settled the matter of when kohanim can begin to eat their terumah. Siman davar. The end of that statement of misha'a kohanim nikhnasim l'echo beterumatam in the beraitah goes like this. Siman You want a sign for this? You want a symbol for this? You want another way of talking about this? Seta Period. Understand what the Biraita does. Instead it, it 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 avoids any of our conversation. So it has, instead of saying like our Mishnah has me mat uh uh according to Shmabe, Arvi Mishasha Konim Nhasim Lehobit Rumatan, period, so fashion it's not the way the Biraita reads. It says mm-hmm. which is Simanadavar Setakohavim, period. Uh, which means uh, now I need to work backwards. Once I have a Beraita, which explicitly states that the first time the Kwanim can eat their terumah is from Kohavim. it means working backwards, looking in the Pasuk, in Vaikra on Parashate Emor, I now understand that that Pasuk, which says Uba Hashemesh cannot be interpreted as Vetaher Gavra, the human being becomes Tahor, meaning we're referring to Uba Hashemesh in the morning, but rather the day being purified, Shema'minah Shimshohu umay Vetaher. Taher yoma, we can understand that it's a reference to the sun going in. And what's Tahir, What's the purity? It's the purity of the day. Question? Yeah. Why didn't Talmud Gavli know this? They're quoting Yirushalmi, who quotes a beraitah that they it, had access to it. Well. I gotcha. It doesn't mean per se that they didn't have access to the Beraita. Well, two answers. First and foremost, the beraitah, beraitot, were not written down. So, Beraitot, the Gemara, will sometimes go through a long conversation and say, By the way, Rav, Tanya de Messiah Allah, I have a Tanya Kavate de Ravah, have a Beraita. which of course, how come Ravah didn't quote that? The answer is this was Torah Shbaalpen. different academies, different Batei Midrash, had people who were proficient in different B'ayi taught than others. As a matter of fact, I may have once mentioned that tanura Banan as opposed to Tanya in the Gemara, Gemara is sometimes a reference, according to the Yosef Karo and others, to Beraitot that everyone knew that they analyzed tanura Banan or Tanya, some knew, others didn't. That might be one answer. Alternatively, Rabba Barav Shila is referring specifically in this context to working it out in internally. He's very excited. If I turn to you and I say, listen, you got to hear what I read in this book, and I start quoting to you what the book says, She says it's a beautiful interpretation, but Hacham, Rabbi, open to the Pasuk, I could be medayek that way in a Pasuk. I get very excited in that context, because now you showed me it's in the Pasuk itself. If I read it carefully enough, you didn't need a Beraita. So the Gemara says, they didn't have Rabba, Barav Shilai. Either they disagreed or alternatively, they didn't have that diyuk. So our Talmud Bavli might be more excited about a diuk which will ref- which will resolve the matter internally instead of going externally to the Biraita to summarize the gemara, then just finish that conversation with regards to Kohanim's first time of eating tirumah, not from morning when the kapara would be affected with the korban, but rather from the evening when the day ends after they immersed in the mikveh, baruch adonai le'onam. Amen wa amen